This episode of Warp 5 is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program of the non-profit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. And if you want to join in on the conversation and share your thoughts on this episode or any other, please join the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type Babel, that's B-A-B-E-L, into the Facebook search field. We look forward to seeing you there. This is Mike Sussman, writer and producer of Star Trek Enterprise, and you're listening to Warp 5 on Trek FM. Welcome, boomers, to another episode of Warp 5 Trek FM's dedicated Enterprise podcast. I am your hostess with the mostess. No, not really. Brandy Chacola, or Brandy Chacola, depends on how I'm feeling for the day. And with me, of course, my dearest friend in all of Trek FM and all the world. Okay, that's not really true. Um, no, oh, I. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I love you, man. I love you. This is Brandon Shamutella, of course. How are you, Brandon? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you After don't that know intro, now. I thought I was, I thought it was awesome, and then I'm not. But I go, no, I'm fine. You, I'm fine. You are totally awesome. You yes, are totally awesome. I wouldn't be here if you were not totally awesome. Thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm great. I'm excited to dig into part two of Shockwave, or Shockwave Part Two, as its official title is. Also and known as Shockwave Part Deux in part France. Deux. Or as my husband said the other night, Sharkwave. Sharkwave. <laughs> Which now I can't unhear. Is that like a sequel to Sharknado? Uh, I really hope not. But it makes more sense than Sharknado because sharks do need water to live. So Sharkwave. What? They don't actually... need tornadoes to live? No. No, they do not. But isn't they aren't those not. on like the History Channel? Oh, Lord. No. <laughs> no, they are not. Oh, Quit okay. being deliberately naive. Anyway, we uh, don't have any feedback this time because we are recording two episodes back to back because Brandon is not going to be with us next week. So And we Patrick's can... not with us this week. I know. Because of his just... fire. Weird. Yeah, the fire. Remember the He didn't fire, get guys? fired. He had a fire. Yeah, he had a fire. Um, that is we, work. as of time of this recording, do not know exactly what's going on or what the investigation will reveal. Details will be forthcoming. Mm-hmm. So, shall we move on to Shockwave Part 2? Yes. So, listeners, again, from last week, we'll give you the countdown. You can watch along or not. Um, as I said last week, I don't watch any of the commentaries on Trek FM with the show. I just listen along, so you can do either. Uh, feel free to do either. What we'll do is we'll give you the countdown, three, two, one, play, and when we say play, you hit play on whatever device you have. Um, this is the part two, 
And we will be talking over the previously on Enterprise part, so you don't have to fast forward or anything like that. Simply start at 000 destruct zero on your on your device. That's a Star Trek reference. Did you get it? Oh yes, that's the that's the final destruction code for yes. the Enterprise. Yes. Oh, code one. One A two B. Two B. As codes are way more complicated than that nowadays. My code at work is like seven hashtag underscore capital B little Q seven nine star. Apparently, in the future, it's more they're more trustworthy. Mm. So, or maybe if they think it's so hard, they're like, we could just put something easy, and they'll just be trying all these crazy combinations, right? That's exactly it. They made it so easy, it's hard. And who would expect that second, that last zero after destruct zero 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 destruct zero? Really? Exactly. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about Star Trek Three. No. Unfortunately. But we are here to talk about Shockwave Part 2. So I'll give you guys the countdown. Three, two, one, play. Previously on Enterprise. <laughs> Explosions! Ah! Still Anger, frustration, turning cameras. And that's where we are. Excellent. So, Season 2. What do you think, Brandy? Good opener? Yes, it's a good opener. They gave us a nice cliffhanger that we're really not sure what's going to happen or how they're going to get out of this. And we're going to find that out in this episode, of course, which is a process I actually do enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I don't enjoy the torture, but <laughs> I enjoy the other stuff. Were you thinking of the Saval torture scene when the T'Pol torture scene was going on? Uh, yes, I was, but... We don't know specifically what was being done to to Paul, so it has slightly less impact. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know exactly what they were doing to her, whereas we knew exactly what they were doing to Saval. I choose to think that they were playing Justin Bieber to, to Paul. Oh, I would like to think it was country music, but, you know, that's just me. Patrick likes country music. I cannot stand it. it that's the thing. It's it's a different thing for everybody, but they have mm-hmm. used country music in torture camps, uh, torture facilities here in America, because apparently we think torture's okay. <sighs> Okay, so T'Pol is confronting uh, the green face guy. Silic. What's his name? Silic. Silic. I was going to say Tuvok. Why was I thinking Tuvok? <laughs> Tuvok. They both end with a K. Silic, Tuvok, it's the same thing. They're all oh. Borg. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so there's a crap load of Sulaban coming on board. Mm hmm. And Paul is explaining that they're surrounded and they have no choice. Uh, it's either let them come on or be dead. Now, is it just me or do you think these episodes were filmed together or do you think that they were filmed separately? Definitely separately. Because to, to Paul looks slightly different. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, thought it was maybe This would have been me. months apart for sure. And now we go into the theme song. Yep. Because it's been a long road getting from there to here. Three months. 
pretty much, basically, is the typical time between a season finale and a season premiere. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Of course, that's not typical anymore. Now it's just it's throw a bunch of darts at the at a bunch of numbers and see what happens because there's there are no rules anymore for when seasons start or end. That was the interesting thing. Like you and I were talking, and like season four of Walking Fear of the Walking Dead, I just finished, and I think that should have been an eight episode season. They should have finished after the first half of the season, you know. And I, I'm talking to my friend, and he's like, "I miss the days when there was 26 episode seasons." And I'm like, "I don't know. Oh, I like Lord, it. No. I like it concise, you know." Yes, yes. Less is more. Mm-hmm. I would rather have quality over quantity, which is why I was really happy that season two of Iron Fist was 10 episodes because they really didn't need longer than that. And good Lord, did they course correct that show. Thank you, Marvel. You did good. I don't watch it. It's really good. Is it? Season two is. Season one is not good. I'm, now that I'm done um, Fear the Walking Dead season four and I'm caught up on those, I'm going to start Man in the High Castle. Oh, that show breaks my heart. It's so hard on me, and yet it's so good. Here we go. Shockwave Part 2. Welcome to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. In the future. I'm guessing. I really just don't know. But. So I have a problem with one of Like, I love the fan service in this one joke that they have when, when Archer reaches for the Romulan Empire book. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's like, you shouldn't read that. And that's kind of funny. But... He's sitting here, he's like, you shouldn't know that because you shouldn't know the future. But hey, Federation, and you're involved, and you're powerful, and all this is here because you weren't there. And But I don't want to tell you too much, other than the fact that you're the most important person ever. I don't know, what do you think? <laughs> no, he does say that it's not just him, it is other people, but he is instrumental too. But he does say the line, we didn't take anybody else this morning. Yes. Right? So yeah, just you. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I have I have a trouble with that, watching this on rewatches. I love the fan service of him grabbing the Romulan book, but, I mean, when he's sitting there saying how important he is, then what the heck's the difference? Uh, I think there's a lot of difference between the Romulan War and finding out there's going to be a Federation. Mm. But, you know. More pressure on the Federation, I think. Because that's that's the important thing. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's I, just I, me being picky, I guess. It's, I've always had trouble with that in this episode. So, I think that he's impressing upon Archer uh, how important it is to find a solution to get him back. And I don't think that I. I don't know. I. It seems to me like. The whole Romulan War may not have been important enough for for Daniels to worry about, whereas getting him to understand that if he doesn't get back, major events don't take place that destroys the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, you know, apparently anything that happened in the Romulan War was okay. not necessarily oh. future-changing. Look, books, books. Paper. And the very best thing, the very best thing of all is there's time now. There's t- all time the time I need last. and all the time I want. Time, time, time. There's time enough at last. Oh, I broke my glasses. <laughs> Do you not think that every time you see this scene? Every single time, yes. <laughs> every single time. 
I'm usually shouting, it. time enough at last, when they walk into the library the first time. I can't help myself. It's like a reflex Books. now. <laughs> That's for you, Tom. Yep. We love you, Tom. Awesome. Boy, they, they sure wear their clothes really skin tight, don't they? Yes. It's because they like to crawl on walls and ceilings and things. They don't want any drapey bits clogging up anything. You know, get partially sucked into an air vent or something. It's interesting that we have Sulek for so long. Like, you know, he's all the way to the fourth season. Yeah, he's just... Never quits until the fourth season. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> just a reminder, John Fleck. Interview. We love to. We really love you, man. Boy, he's got a rather pointy head. Or is it just me? Maybe they all have pointy heads and I'm being racist. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's Brandywine12 <laughs> on Twitter. Well, it, you know, that's the thing. There are variations within every race of being so uh, Silic's head is more rounded whereas some are more pointy and that's just you know that's actually happens with humans as well mm -hmm. we don't know what uh, T'Pol's hiding under that hair maybe she's got a pointy head we don't know maybe she's like one of the cone heads from Saturday Night Live you know that's exactly where my mind was going so thank you for reading it <laughs> uh oh they're all getting put in in house arrest. Mm -hmm. uh, don't start something you can't finish, Trip. Yeah, come on, Trip. Don't be a monkey. Yeah. They've got guns. What are you going to do? Yeah, well, he's a bit of a hothead as well, we know. And I love this Enterprise. It's yes. such a cool ship. It is. I finally got me a little model of it. It makes me happy. That looks exactly the same as on the next generation. That Starfleet, that Starfleet there. Yep, pretty much. Well, Saval being Saval. They're overdue. We, sh we should turn that into like an insult. You're such a Soval. <laughs> Not even pronounce his name correctly. No. You're such a Soval. Because that is the biggest insult of all. Yeah. And you can interpret that as you wish. <laughs> Who's this guy on the right? I don't know. Random guy. Another random guy. Why isn't it Jim Morehouse? <laughs> Put Jim Morehouse's face on that. <laughs> yep. Just he's every extra ever. You have to change his Twitter handle to Enterprise Extras. Yeah, right. <laughs> No, really, who is this guy? Because <laughs> I don't know. What's his rank? Can you tell? Uh, is he a commander or is he a captain? I don't know. I just don't know. You know, it's weird because in some military structures, commanders are higher than captains. Commander. Vice versa. You know, you just never know. So what do you think of them having the, the pips like they had on Next Generation, but then keeping the colors of TOS? Um, I actually... We never talked about that. I actually like it. Mm-hmm. It works for me. Except when it, we get to Next Generation, red really becomes the command color. 
Right. Because so they kept yellow in this because of TOS, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and now Silic is freaking out, thinking he's in trouble. Naughty, naughty! You mm. didn't destroy the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that. I don't know. I don't know for sure what Silic wants, but I think he kind of actually likes Archer a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really want to destroy Enterprise. He kind of likes sparring with them. That's Do you just... think there's any um, Archer and Silic slash fic out there? Oh, I'll bet money. <laughs> there is slash fic for everything, and I do mean everything, and you do not want to go down that rabbit hole because you will find things that you cannot unsee. Ah, <laughs> oh, books. I wonder if they I just don't get how Archer coming to the future would make them have books instead of digital. But it's a good thing because they needed them. Yeah. <laughs> it's very convenient. <laughs> good thing we have these books here. Everything yep. looks good until the Warp 5 program when you messed everything up, Archer. Mm-hmm. The Warp 5 program went horribly wrong. Everything was fine until you... We stopped using computers completely, which is why we have all of these books. Our experience was so bad, we got rid of technology. Okay, so I take my iPad everywhere with me. I have an iPad mini because I like, you know, I have it for my podcast. I love my iPad mini. But you know what? I like to read a book. I like to actually read a paperback book or a hardcover book. What about you? Are you a digital book reader? What do you? I'm both. It depends on the book. Uh, Sometimes... I prefer reading the actual print, but a lot of times I love the portability of just having a whole library with me, and so it depends on what I'm going to be doing. For instance, if I were going on a trip, I would not be taking print books with me. I would just be taking my Kindle because uh, print books are heavy, and they take up space. And a Kindle is just one thing. And so I would do that. But I have many print books. And the fact of the matter is is that I have run out of space for said print books. And so I do, as a general rule, mostly digital now. Except where comics are concerned, I actually do more print than I do digital there. See, I... Um... Like I, I've tried, there's a few Star Trek books. I mostly read Star Trek, right? You know, but there's a few Star Trek books that are only available as ebooks because they're shorter, mm. and I'll, I'll, so I have to read them digitally. But I mean, whenever I, I've got all the novels in book form right here, you know, I've, I've bought every novel, and I would rather read them. You know, I like the feel of a book in my hands. I I do to a certain extent, but my hands get tired holding a book after a while. And I'm always having to be careful not to break the spine and all because <laughs> I don't like broken spines on books. I know. That's just me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just want the no fuss reading experience. But regardless of what form I read in, I can't get through a single book anymore without finding some kind of grammatical or spelling error. <sighs> Come on, editors. What are you doing? Nothing, apparently. I just found a... I had to get a copy of Christine Paperback because I just did an episode of Primitive Culture where Duncan and I talked about the book Christine, the movie Christine, and the Voyager episode Alice. And I couldn't find a used copy of Christine anywhere. And I'm like, well, I mean, if I can get a digital copy if I have to. I I know I had it on paperback. I don't know where it went. But uh, I finally, somebody from that new in Montreal mailed me a copy of the book, so I got to read a paperback of it. 
Oh, well, that's good. Star Trek. Yes. Enterprise. Uh, Here's uh, Paul being forced to listen to Justin Bieber. Mm. Yep. And yeah, anyone's going to have that look after being forced to listen to Justin Bieber for an hour. Okay, and I tweeted it, and I'll admit it here. I like the song Sorry. <laughs> You're not sorry that you like Sorry? No, I'm Canadian. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Boom. Mic drop. I'm not sorry. Oh, snap. You heard it here first. Well, and, and T'Pol is absolutely telling the truth here and just making Silic even more confused. And it's great. Because she's not holding anything back. She's just telling him the truth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, totally. I think about the... Um, Shran and the Saval scene when I'm thinking when I see this here. Yeah, they spend a lot of time in this burnt out library, they really do because you know they have no other choice than to try and use books to find a way to reinvent the time travel that went away when Archer came into the future. Oh, the irony! Copper. Why are you licking it? What does copper taste like? Did you ever lick copper? Uh, it tastes like copper. Oh. <laughs> kind of like how blood tastes, but not. Because blood mm. tastes coppery-ish. Are you a vampire? No, of course not. But I bite my lip a lot of times. I do have one fang. I have one fang on my left side. And it hurts when I accidentally tear open my flesh. But I don't drink my... I don't drink blood. Please ah, repeat. that's good. I can't understand. Because that'd be weird. Okay. Well, if you say so. But, you know, I don't think you should judge. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a can of tomato soup, tomato juice, and I, like, was t- telling my wife, I'm like, my, my mom likes to drink Bloody Marys. And my kids were in the room, and they're like, Ew, blood! <laughs> It's not quite the right color. Yes. Uh, so Trip is being an engineer. Mm-hmm. Fixing the ship so we can talk to everybody. Yeah. Well, so far, only people on the same deck, but they're working on the rest of it. So they're on D deck, I think, and Hoshi and Travis are on C deck. So... It's, you know, it's silly of them to think that you can lock up an engineer and he won't have anything to do. <laughs> MacGyver. He's MacGyvering. There's so much MacGyvering going on here. What is that shirt that Daniel's wearing? That thing's weird. It is weird. It's it's his Galaxy Quest uniform. Yeah, but that's like weird. It's It's got like... It's like shiny bits on it. It's almost, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a still suit from from Dune. Yes! <laughs> totally! Yeah! Is there water in there? Is he going to drink it? I don't know. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that uh, most of your moisture escapes through your nose and mouth, so without the face mask, which they totally omitted in the movie, uh, you're really not going to preserve a lot of moisture from your body. House Hark Daniel. <laughs> Uh, a reason to gratuitously show to Paul in her underwear. 
It's not underwear, it's a shirt. That's not a shirt if it doesn't come all the way down. That's underwear. That is, as we would call, a tankini. Tankini? <laughs> yeah. Is that like a bellini, but just larger? No, it's like tankini? a tank top that doesn't come all the way down. She's wearing her pants. Yeah, she is wearing her pants. See? See, that's her under her under stuff there on top. Did they keep her jacket? Where'd that go? Jacket, top, whatever. <laughs> now, this is weird. <laughs> Floating <Holding> head archer. <laughs> totally need that for Star Trek timelines. <laughs> Floating head say. archer. <laughs> Floating head archer. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing to myself now about not only do we have a Galaxy Quest Daniels, but now we have Fremen Daniels. <laughs> uh, can you tell the difference between them? <laughs> that is the question. One is riding one of the big worms. Yeah. The worm is the spice. Um, so sorry. Uh, I don't know how that happened. That's my fault, actually. Time travel is not fair. <laughs> Oh, I I still don't understand the the science of this, but that's the whole thing. We're not. Yeah, I was to. I was literally just gonna say that. I'm like, I have no idea how this communication is happening right now. Like, this is not this is not believable. Well, it's it's mostly Daniel's knowledge and using what rudimentary things that they had. Good things he actually knows how to make this device, and is not just the oh, it was. I just used the console. I don't know how it actually works. I can't build one. And technically he can't build a whole time relay or whatever they called it. So we're going to have to uh, do some trickery, which is fun. T'Pol needs to like stand funny to like get better reception. Yeah, I'm you know, right. Like people do on their TVs. She needs to be balanced on one foot and have the other foot touching this wall. And now the funny thing is, is she doesn't seem to think she was hallucinating. So I would think I was hallucinating. I'd be like, why am I hallucinating about Archer? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is she's not. She she realizes she's not hallucinating because. You know, there's stuff going on, and now they're talking and getting stuff together. <sighs> See, now, gratuitous is when Hoshi loses her shirt. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty terrible. It's pointless. Absolutely pointless. It's for funniness. It's not funny. Relief. It's not funny. It's not funny. I laughed. I didn't. No I thought, really? Really, guys? Really? It's not necessary, but I still laughed. Yeah, well. T'Pol is totally on board already. And they're hatching their plan. Honestly, I am with Hoshi on this one. I would not want to go into that crawl space either because I am claustrophobic. And I... But I am I am also a, a much taller, larger person than Hoshi, so they wouldn't be asking me anyway. But Yeah. And they're like, only a kid could fit in there. They're like, what about Hoshi? Yeah, it is just um this this makes me uncomfortable. Mm. I'm I'm not happy with this. This is akin to that scene in Aliens where they put Bishop in the 
uh, pipe oh. to go get the drop ship. Oh, uh, no. that's nasty. I can't, I can't, I can't watch that ever. It is just too hard. It is too hard. He's a robot. He's fine. It has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with who's in it. It's the fact that they're showing me something that I don't want to see because now I'm the one in that pipe. And I would just be freaking out, hyperventilating, and then I would die of asphyxiation. Knock, knock. I like how he's guessing. Who else is going to be up there? <laughs> I like how he asks her how she's holding up because he knows that she's claustrophobic. Yeah. Worf, is that you? <laughs> it wouldn't be our Worf. He's not that old. <laughs> Colonel Worf. <laughs> From Star Trek Six, remember? Yes, 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 yes. Should have met him. It's possible. Now that would have been too much fan service if the if the advocate in judgment was Colonel Worf. Yeah, but th there's still like a hundred years between Enterprise and and the original series, so I don't think that that. Fine, he would have been Worf. like Ensign Worf. Okay, fine. You can just have it, all right? Just have it. That would have been too much. Uh, poor Hoshi. See, I don't buy. See, it's it's like meant for funny, but I don't buy that. The shirt would come off that easily. Yeah, it wouldn't. She would get caught more easily than the yeah. shirt would come off. <sighs> well, if if anyone had to find her, good thing that it's Malcolm because he's not a complete jerk like Trip would be about it and never let her live it down. <laughs> you just Reed just hands her what she needs. She's like, here, and you can call me Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> No, he only wants to Paul to call him Stinky. <laughs> Who wants Stinky to be their nickname? Like, what? That's just wrong. That is... He's a counselor. <laughs> yeah. Too bad they don't have any on the ship. Ugh. Oh, we're going to have a punch-up. Oh, wait, no, they're just using hypo-sprays. Darn. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not sad that they're just using hypo-sprays. She did a very good crazy Vulcan there for a few seconds. Vulcan be cray. Yep. Yeah, thanks for not hurrying while he was about to shoot me in the head, guys. That that was really the tone of voice she should have spoken in, but she's Vulcan, so. And now, Malcolm has to do the hard part. He has to go get beat up. We never do get to see Hoshi stabbing them with the hyposprays again. Deleted scene. Ah! Excellent. <clears throat> yeah, I forget how much of this, like, just, you know, takes place in just those two locations. The library and the ship. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Well, there's mm -hmm. a bit uh, in the station, the hive station, with Silic trying to get his buddy back. Mm -hmm. He needs instructions. He can't think for himself, so he needs instructions. <laughs> so what's his what are we gonna give his new roommate's name here for this this lower decks episode? Um what's his name? 
Phil? Phil is good. I like Phil. But we need more than just Phil. We need him to have a last name. Okay, so what is he reaching into? A closet? He's reaching into a pocket dimension. <laughs> what? And bringing out a thing. It's a bag of holding in there. Like in D&D. <laughs> it looks like just a regular sized bag, but it's really quite cavernous. Oh, and how well he gets caught. And acts like this wasn't what he meant to do the whole time. What, it wasn't? What? No, totally, they were totally planning this. And that's why he was talking about how it wasn't going to be pleasant. And this is very good because he's just playing right into Silic's whole narrative. Just to get what they want. Because apparently... So, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so I think that the first part of this is better than the second part. What do you think? I think that the second part does have its interesting bits, but I think that the first part does have more punch. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's tighter. This seems to be a lot of running around and doing things so that they mm -hmm. can get Archer back. Yeah. And Silic freaking out because he can't get in touch with future men. And yeah. that's pretty much most of this episode. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think most, it seems like it's most two-parters, the first part is better than the second part in Star Trek, you know? Like, mm. what do you think about that? No, I agree. Very often, cliffhangers in Star Trek... The cliffhanger itself is great, but then when you come to that second episode, it's almost always just a huge letdown mm -hmm. in the first five minutes of that second part. Mm -hmm. And then you're just like, Ugh, This okay. is not a bad episode. By it's means. not. Just... Oh, no. As far as two-parters go, this is a pretty strong second episode. It's just not as good as the first one. Mm -hmm. it, it does have its interesting bits, and I do like how they all fake out Silic. This is this is really smart because I I do not know how they faked a warp core breach this well, but you know, Trip's an engineer. So if anyone could do it, it's him. He put some paprika in there. He did. Mm hmm And now Chef is gonna be very upset. Because he was saving that for a special dish for Archer. <laughs> Except now Archer's gone, so they have to get him back. And in order to get him back, they have to cause the warp core breach. And so it's a catch-22. They don't use the paprika, they can't get Archer back. So I'll admit that, like, every time, like, like the first couple times I watched this, I was surprised when Archer jumps out of here. Yeah, I actually wasn't. No? Because I thought there, because I knew that Malcolm meant for them to take that device, and so I thought this is how they're going to get Archer back because there was no apparent other way. They couldn't do it from the future. They couldn't send him through from the future. Something in the past had to be activated that he could come through. Mm. So I was totally not surprised when Archer jumped out. But then I was. Like I said, walked, they watched a lot of me. Shows. They fooled you. I'm not sorry that they fooled me. I do like this guy saying they'd rather commit mass suicide than subject themselves to us. Uh, he's like, I'm 
busy. Silic is just a little too much of a supplicant to this future time guy. It's... I'm playing with my dolls. <laughs> he just, uh, he's just a pawn still in the great scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Please. So do you think that this is why people have the theory that Future Man is Archer? Uh, if they do have that theory, it's completely wrong, but okay. Is it? Yeah, because it's 300 years in the future, and even Archer can't live that long. But what if he got sent to the future? Yeah, but then why would he try to kill himself? I don't know. Mm-hmm. There you go. Maybe he didn't want to kill him. He just said, get me, Archer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's... I don't know. I, I don't know. I said it before. Future guy's Trump. <laughs> Well, that makes sense. I said that back in 2016 when we did the From There to Here. I'm like, future guy's Donald Trump. You may have overdone your pilot's display. The scorching on the stuff in the cell is extensive. I'll try to remember that next time we have to fake a reactor breach. Yeah. Very good faking. It was a very pretty display. There's Travis looking intently at things. Gosh, he's getting a little needy here, isn't he? Needy Silic. I like in the subtitles here, he's like, he actually has the you're an ugly bastard in the subtitles, but you can't hear it, right? And then he says it again when he comes out. Yep. Bam. See, like, when they were fighting in Broken Bow, like, there was all that future echo going on, and it's just not here. Yeah. That would be really hard to keep doing, because it would make scenes like this extremely frustrating. Can, can you imagine all of those scenes of Silic trying to get this thing to work with that future echo thing? Oh, Lord, no. It's one of those things where we're like, ah, let's do this cool thing, and they're like, now what? Yeah. That's what's cool, but it's do. not sustainable. And he's still thinking, he's still thinking future guy is coming through. But he's not. When's the next time we see Silic? Is it not until the fourth season? Mm, I'd have to think about that because I don't recall seeing him in season three, but I could be wrong. I'm going to Google that while we're looking because, yeah, I don't remember either. So I'm going to, I'm going to memory alpha silk silic here while we're talking here yeah because he might i don't know because i know we see him again in season two i think we do oh and now they're getting the crap kicked out of them by a bunch of little cell ships so you put it the expanse and then storm front so yeah okay so yeah it was the end of season two, but then not again until season four. Yeah, so he's in Shockwave Part Two, which is this, and then he's in the Expanse, and then not until Stormfront. So no so, season yeah. three. He's only got seven appearances: Broken Bow, Cold Broken Bow, Cold Front, Shockwave, Shockwave Two, The Expanse, Stormfront, and Stormfront Two. Oh no! Our poor little Enterprise is taking such a beating. 
I love when that happens. I know you do, you sick, sick boy. <laughs> I wish they'd do it more. Like, you know, beat up on the ships more. Show them how strong they are. They can take a beating and still survive. Yeah, well, that's why they started using energy shields. Okay, this is uncomfortable. Because basically they think, oh, we're so crippled. They're, they're just not bothering trying to destroy us because they know we're already dead. And then... The ships go away. Yeah. It's because they didn't have a shower. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Really? The, the uh, bon have an even more sensitive smell. Mm. It was a gift from Future Man. Yeah, well, I wouldn't call that a gift so much as I would call it torture. If I was in a bread factory? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd be like... <laughs> Oh, I can smell it! It's so good! If the only... If I could smell just freshly baked cookies everywhere I went, that'd be great. But that is not everything I would smell. Could that be like a superhero power? Oh, I wish. I smell cookies. I want that to be my mutant powers. I can sm I can make people smell freshly baked cookies, including myself. <laughs> that is totally not useful. But that's the kind of... That'd be of a great thing, because then when ang people are angry, you can make them smell cookies, and then they'll feel happy. Maybe. Maybe they hate cookies, and it will make them angrier. You don't know. Who hates cookies? Some somebody, somebody out there hates cookies. <laughs> Those are some weird people. <laughs> I agree, but, you know, to each their own. Yay, Vulcan ships are so cool in Enterprise. That is a neat-looking ship. They are just freaking cool. I love their design. And now Saval being Saval again. I am. So you're such a Soval. <laughs> or even better, Soval. Soval. <laughs> Let's just call, call him, really just make it terrible and call it Soval. Soval. Soval is a four-letter word. No, it's, that's actually a five-letter word, but okay. No, it's a four-letter word. <laughs> okay. You say so? Just S-O-V-L, is that it? Yes. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I don't know. Like, see, I don't mind Saval, but I mean, like, at this point early on, I'm just, like, tired of him at this point where it's just like, I'm Saval! I'm tired of your recklessness! Grrr! I don't have emotions! Blah! Yeah, because, uh, he doesn't fear humans. Oh, wait! The Vulcans all fear humans! Hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really why they limited them. They feared them. No one's more pleased than I am that Enterprise... Now Who's this guy? We still got random guy there in the background. Why? Who is this guy? Why is he there? What's his name? Do we even know his name? Maybe that's the roommate. <laughs> it's Phil! <laughs> he got a promotion after... Like, to, a, hush, a hush promotion. Don't you be talking about no Daniels. <laughs> Make you a commander. Ah, the gazelle. Yeah. 
ambassador. Yeah. We may come from the well, same I, I would imagine that Vulcan babies are also helpless when they're born. When we're born. It takes us but they probably mature faster, is my guess. Yeah. See, like, okay, so let me ask you about that, because I, like, tweeted something, and I got, like, crazy comments about, like, why I'm dumb or whatever, but, mm. you know, when Spock, uh, Sarek holds up Spock, and he says, you're so human in Star Trek V, mm. I always interpreted it, he said that because he was crying, and, like, maybe Vulcan babies never cry, and he, with him being half human, he was crying, and that's why he says he's so human. That's how I always interpreted it, the scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because Vulcans and humans basically look the same, right? Except for ears. Yeah, well, ears and their skin pallor is slightly different because Vulcans are green-blooded, and so their complexions are slightly different. Um, not enough to really notice in most cases, but... Yeah, because look at T'Pol. She's not green, neither is Saval. No, no, but they... In, in days past, they did give... Uh, Vulcans a more green tint as much as they could to try and make them more alien. Here's Paul's awesome coming to the rescue speech. This is when she really starts to be their ally. This two-parter, both of them though, right? She's, you know, when she's trying to make Archer feel good in the first part, you know, in this, mm-hmm. this speech here, she's really starting to be one of the team. Yeah, she really, really is. And he does say, ooh, 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 Saval's in a snit. I don't have emotions. <laughs> yeah, she he, he does tell her that, you know, that he's someone that she respects and trusts. That he respects and trusts her, excuse me. Mm-hmm. So, that was, uh, I, I really love Paul stepping up like that. Because she was just, basically, you know, if she were a human, she'd be going, Oh, hell no. Nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. We're not playing this game. So, because he was acting like, oh, the destruction of a sanctuary. Uh, It was a listening post. Don't lie. And now he's going to wake her up out of a dead sleep. Really? You're just going to say, she's going to say come in without even getting out of bed? I love this line. (laughs) Crewman Fuller may have seen me coming in here. She tends to be discreet. She tends to be discreet. (laughs) That's pretty funny. What can I do for you? He's like almost bursting. <laughs> it's just so adorable. He's trying to act like a mature human, but inside he's just like. I'm glad they got Bakula for this role. I think he's perfect for this role. Absolutely. I love Bakula. Uh, Bakula, if you're listening, come on the show. <laughs> please come on the show. Also, please come to Fanex Salt Lake Comic Convention. We'd really love well, to have you. Also, please come to the Regina Fan Expo. We've got like 50 people that come every year that would love to see you. Yeah. Yes. And then the ship flies away and continues on its merry old way. Yay. Oh, that's kind of challenging doing two commentaries in a row. It is. It is. I hope we didn't weren't too boring on the second one because again we did record them both back to back here. So um, I don't know. We went off into some really interesting territory in a few points. So I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Right on. Well, this was fun. I'm glad we finally got to this. I've been wanting to talk about these episodes, and I thought a commentary would be a good way to do it. So Absolutely. I'm sorry Patrick wasn't here. But I hope he's okay. So yeah, we we're thinking about you, buddy. So. Mm-hmm. 
So yes, that there ends storm. No, <laughs> shockwave. See, <laughs> I cannot be trusted to say yes. anything correctly. Sharkwave. <laughs> Parts one. Sharkwave. <laughs> well, talking about Commander Phil isn't the only thing we've been discussing here on the network this week. So please take a listen to this clip and see what else you may have missed elsewhere on Trek FM. Previously on Trek.FM, Primitive Culture, a look at history and culture through Star Trek. You know, I remember the freedom of having my own car, and believe it or not, I actually had a Plymouth Fury. It wasn't a 58, right? No it way. Was a, it was a 73, <laughs> but yeah, my first car was a Plymouth Fury, and there was this is the movie was part of the reason why. When I saw that for sale, it was a cheap car. I paid like 500, 300 bucks, something like that for it. It was in really Brandon, good shape. you really, you really didn't take the message of this movie. <laughs> you went out and bought one of those cars. <laughs> it was yellow. It wasn't red, you know. So who knows? Someone might have sprayed it. Standard orbit. <laughs> We recorded most of the Shatner episodes. Every now and then we missed. Like, okay, we'll get it next round with Nimoy. We kind of thought it'd be the same thing. It's like, oh, there's going to be no difference. It's just Spock reading it instead of Kirk. No, completely different, right? So it's like, oh, crap. We should have bought 160 tapes instead of 80 for this. Literary Treks. I did like the scenes with his family and Riker, you know, spending the night at the home, getting up in the morning, having breakfast with the family. Oh, look, they made him coffee. There was just, there was just something really nice and settling about Riker just being in that situation and being treated with such respect and with arms around him, you know, just welcoming him and making him feel at home. And I guess you don't really feel that all that often in many Star Trek stories when you beam down to a planet and you're just welcomed into somebody's home and you're just seeing what a normal, happy family is like. Warp 5. That's kind of how Trip acted, though, right? He he needed to see this. He needed to actually step in uh, to the situation, and and I appreciate that. You know, like a lot of people give him some flack for being kind of pig-headed, or I think they even almost assume that he has a problem with the three genders. And he's like, no, I don't have a problem with the three genders. I have a problem that this third sex. I, I guess they get it wrong. Enterprise, the writers should have said sex the entire time they should have said sex but i'm guessing you know they're on tv and if they say sex a whole bunch they might get uh, the wrong the wrong idea and that's what else is happening on trek.fm check out all of these wonderful shows and join the conversation about your favorite corner of the star trek universe and beyond you will find us wherever you get your podcasts if you're an apple user be sure to hit that subscribe button in apple podcasts on iphone ipad apple tv or the desktop itunes app and you will get the latest episodes as soon as they're published and please 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 leave us a star rating and a written review but if you're not an Apple user, yeah, we've got some options for you there. You can find our shows on Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, and most third-party apps. And you can also stream and download the MP3 file from our website or grab the RSS link. Can they find it in books? Uh, no. No, you cannot find it in paper books. But you can find Star Trek novels in paper books. Oh, nice. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. And there are many ways for you to do that. The best place to join in the larger conversation is the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type Babel, that's B-A-B-E-L, into the search field on Facebook and it should come right up. If you'd like to send us an email, you can use the form on our website at trek.fm slash contact. Choose to send to a show and select Warp 5. That will come right to us. Also, you can hook up your communicator and send us face messages from the future. 
just Ooh. like Archer did to T'Pol. <laughs> and I don't know how we'll talk back to you, but that's your problem because you're in the future. Right? Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you can also find this network on Twitter at TrekFM and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TrekFM. And Brandy, where can people find you when you're not accepting promotions as hush payment for time-traveling roommates that have disappeared? I am Commander Phil. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. Twitter? Oh, wow. Twitter. Oh, man. You can find me on Twitter at Brandywine12. Brandy is with an I. 12 is a number. You can find me in the Babel Conference from time to time. You can also find me popping up on various Trek FM podcasts such as the 602 Club or Literary Treks or When Discovery Returns with New Episodes live from the edge. You can also find me at the Dark Corner... No, excuse me. You can find me at darkcornerpodcast.com where I do a podcast with my fantastical husband, Dave, and we talk about things that we like a lot of nerdy stuff a lot of nerdy stuff from a bit of a darker point of view there are swears colorful metaphors etc so don't listen if you're offended by those things so brandon when you are not busy uh turning saval into a four-letter word where can people find you you can find me on twitter at brandon Matella. You can find me here on the network with Melodic Treks, which is a podcast all about the music of Star Trek. You can find me on the Fandom Podcast Network with a show called Good Evening, an Alfred Hitchcock podcast where my friends Chris and Tom and I talk about all of Alfred Hitchcock's films in chronological order. You can find me over on the Talk Film Society where Zach Moore and I are wrapping up our 11-part series on the Halloween films called Halloween H4O and you can find me every once in a while on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network with a podcast called Breaking the Waves which is all about electronic film scores Excellent Now, if you would like to help us keep all of these shows coming to you each week you can become a patron of the network on Patreon Visit patreon.com slash trekfm if you don't know how to spell that, I can't help you. No, I'm kidding. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash checkfm, and you will find all of the, the details there. Good grief, you would think I was drunk. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive content, producer credits, and so much more. It's all available through our special patrons website, Patron Zone. And it requires a great deal of money to produce, host, and distribute these shows every month. Guys, you really have no idea. We really appreciate any support you can give us, and we hope you'll join that team. Again, you will find all the details at patreon.com slash trekfm. And at this time, we'd like to thank our wonderful future associate producers who are shady. No, they're not. They're all nice people. <laughs> uh, we have Norman C. Lau, Floyd Dorsey, Mike Morrison, Tim Cooper, Justin Ozer, Mark Flessa, Chris Tribuzio and Jim McMahon. Thank you guys so much for your support of the network and Warp 5 in specific. We really appreciate it. We couldn't do it without you. And uh, yeah, we love you guys. We do love you guys. And that concludes our two-part commentary for Shockwave 1 and 2. And so we'll be back with you next week. Hopefully the entire team again. Mm -hmm. We've had some trouble with that lately, but... Uh, we're going to get everybody back on the same podcast again because we are we we feed each other's fun. We really we're going to really get do. back on the wagon, getting on that wagon, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I can't come up with a good Western reference that I because I'm tired of westerns. Anyway, you can uh, say yeehaw, yeehaw. 
How about that? <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm so sorry for your ears. I should have warned you beforehand to turn down your iPod or other podcasting device. All right, then. We will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. And everybody, keep calm and boom on.